Hello everybody and welcome to Mike in Bed. I'm Josh. I'm Jasmine. And October is upon us, which means that Halloween, which is our oldest favorite holiday, we think, is in a few weeks' time. You literally spoke so loudly that our child popped up from her nap and looked at the door. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll edit that in post-production. <laughs> Why? <laughs> so if it's too loud for her, it's probably too loud for our listeners. <laughs> um, what do you say? I don't care about Halloween. What were you no, saying? I don't know. How was your week? Oh, it's October, and it that is. means, you know, we're getting closer to November, which means, like, Christmas and holiday season. October is just a month that's in the way of me putting up my Christmas tree. For me, that's how I associate February. February is an unnecessary month. I think there should be 10 months out of the year. Get rid of October. Get rid of February. People would be happier. I feel like a lot of people would be not happy. A lot of people like Halloween. Like They like the month of October because it's like true fall and then there's Halloween. And I'm sure when I was younger, I liked Halloween. But I don't like. I kind of grew out of that really quickly. Like I don't really care about it. I was but, a football player every year. Well, now that we have children and our oldest really likes Halloween, I have to pretend to care. <laughs> I bought pumpkins today. Yes. <laughs> Me showing that I care when I don't. So. It's a good week, bad week, indifferent week. It was fine. Above. It was fine? <laughs> just fine? It was just fine. I was present just like you were last time. Yeah. I showed up, made myself known. And then disappeared. <laughs> so. Like a magician. <laughs> well, I could say the same. It was a grind of a week with the two munchkins, but yeah, uh, yeah. Beyond that, it was pretty good. What uh, what was negative about this week? What irked your soul this week? You, of course. <laughs> <laughs> You worked my soul because you thought you were doing me like, I don't know, you thought you were doing something by telling me gossip I had already told you weeks prior or a week before. So Like I told, I was like, hey, did you see that weird news that like Travis Kelsey has a thing for Taylor Swift? And you were like, that's not true. And then you looked it up. And then this week or like after whatever happened at that football game, you was like, did you know? And I was like, did I not talk to you about that last week? Well, okay. But in my defense, <laughs> it was more speculative then because she hadn't been to a game. So Her you didn't trust game, you didn't trust me with no, that information because she had not gone not to the that. game yet. It's that <laughs> there's a lot of gossip associated with her. So for her to actually not only attend a game, but be in the press box with his mother, to me that was, you know To me that sounds like celebrities doing what celebrities player. do. And I don't really care. Well I'm not we'll a Swifty, so we'll I could care less. True. And I don't really care for pro football, so Oh I know however i do like the kelsey brothers they're funny they're funny yes i can appreciate travis and jason yes yeah they're hilarious and i don't mind taylor swift either just want to be clear on people coming at me (laughs) i (laughs) i just i'm not like a swifty like i could probably only really name maybe five to ten of her songs like i don't listen to albums of taylor swift you could probably name five of her albums though i bet no I could probably right. name three, and that's it. That's and I don't even know if that's really the... I don't even know if that's true. So. Actually, I can only name three off the top of my head. <laughs> so that lets you know I do not listen to Taylor Swift on the daily, so I, I don't know. I have 
I think I've heard absolutely oh that's that's a lie I've heard one song maybe from that one album that midnight whatever album see I don't even know what that's called <laughs> I'm sorry I'm offending a uh, lot of people yeah. so. <laughs> before we get off the Taylor Swift topic what's your favorite Taylor Swift song uh, <laughs> why don't you answer that first you asked me the question do you have a favorite Taylor Swift song yeah love story actually is, is, a, is oh, a classic it's a timeless really timeless ballad yeah mm-hmm the key really? change the key change in that song is phenomenal is that not the one where like she has a thing on the jock or is that a different one i think that's um you belong with me i think that's that one that oh you're thinking because that's the video that kanye that was... shows how old i am yeah <laughs> but <laughs> actually no, tears drops on my guitar that's a that's how too. old i am that's because i remember one. when that come when that came out because everyone was excited because she was from pennsylvania um yeah. I don't know when the last time she hung out in Pennsylvania besides the concert was, but... <laughs> yeah, well, often. <laughs> but no, I don't think I have a favorite Taylor Swift song. Um, you gotta appreciate that key change in love story. Actually, it's is it good... called, like, The Man or something? I can't the remember. Man? I'm gonna get... Like, people are gonna be so angry with me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, terrified. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I'm sorry, Taylor. I don't know. <laughs> like... I will say her songs come on and I'm like, oh, I like this. This is catchy. Okay. But I don't really think to look up like what the song title is. She doesn't need me to. She has enough people who do, who do that. She, like, she does. She has enough quite people. A, quite a crew. <laughs> yes. She doesn't need me to jump on board. She has enough people on board. She's good. Yes. <laughs> well. <laughs> Sorry, Taylor. So I irked your soul. And the only song I can think of right now is Blank Space. And not and I think that's because I heard it recently. Probably. <laughs> so sorry. Recency bias. Yeah. <laughs> um Yeah. I I had a fun mother in law experience. Oh yeah, that's what irked your soul. Yeah. Yes. So your mother got cosmic revenge on me for irking your soul, I think. And uh yeah. Had to I mean when I feel like are we the I just feel like everyone's in-laws irk their soul yeah right because they're not your like you didn't grow up with those people right like <laughs> no and so they irk your soul in a different kind of way plus every mistake that you probably noticed that my mom has made and I've probably noticed that your mom has made like we're very protective of each other yeah so it's just like we both handle like our own moms yes yes like i don't go after your mom you don't got you tell me and i tell you and we we yep <laughs> we like listen sit down yep. <laughs> that's how we have to do it because we know the full context of this person and how to approach them yeah i think properly. honestly would probably deeply irk your soul it's older people and by older people i mean like boomers and like old gen xers who think they can tell millennials and gen zers how to raise their children yes when millennials are quite fucked up because of how they raise yeah us. so it's just like you can just take a seat i don't need your advice if i need it i'll ask for it if i didn't ask for it shut up that's all i was saying and so. the world that they grew up in was so different and they'll be quick to point that out well Back in my day, we worked hard, or we didn't complain, or whatever. You also uh, bought a house for fifteen thousand yeah, exactly. dollars. So can you, or like, like eighty-five? I'll be nice, eighty-five thousand. Like, great for you. 
back Plots for then, you. <laughs> it was a point of pride for like a bunch of the skill you know, kind of segues into what we'll be talking about, but a bunch of like particularly women staying home and not working like for yeah. boomers and a lot of Gen Xers, that was the way it was. And it was a point of pride and it was something, you know, that just because of the cost of things you didn't have to do. So yeah, yeah the being, you know, having them weigh in, with unsolicited advice um especially like in some cases when like it's clearly rooted in their own insecurities yes like their own deep deep insecurities um i don't appreciate any type of critique <laughs> um related to my children when when it's based off your insecurity yeah like i could care less i'm comfortable with my blackness my hair is natural and I love it. And I think sometimes some things come across from certain people that they may not love the fact that they are black mm-hmm. <laughs> and that they have black hair or whatever that means and all those things. And I don't need that rubbing off on my children. Yeah, they don't so. need to internalize that. And <laughs> no. that was basically the issue. And so, so yeah, that was what irked my soul. But um, kind of using that as a, a jumping off point, um, Stay-at-home parenting in general is something that I feel is going to become more of a thing potentially in the U.S. as time goes on just because of the the culture. I don't know. No, I think it's because you of how expensive child care yeah, is. Yeah, that's what I, I mean. That's like a, for some people... It's cheaper to just have one of the partners stay at home yeah. than it is to send a child or multiple children to child care. Yep. Because, I mean, for us alone, for our two kids, when we went around, like, it was $25,000? Yeah, at least. That was, like, the minimum. Yes. And wait, was that for one kid? Hold on. I think that was for one kid, yeah. It, it just, like, I'm... <laughs> it, it it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. No, that was a very bougie place that we went to. The other ones oh. weren't that. Like, they were still about 20. But still, 20 grand. That's a lot. Is a lot. And for some people, that's more than they're willing to sacrifice. And therefore, they might as well just stay home. Because at the end of the day, what paycheck are they actually bringing home? And so I feel like that's why it's happening, maybe. It's starting to increase a bit. Because, like, it's just becoming too much of an expense. It's too much of a headache to pay for it now. Yeah. Um and I don't, I don't fully know the reason for it other than we just don't value many things that have to do with women. So, no. <laughs> and it's not even a woman's issue. There's men who have to stay at home and um, everyone else in between who have to stay at home. But I feel like a lot of it's just deeply rooted in the dislike of women in our country. <laughs> But. Yeah, it is, and it's it's a it's a desire to keep the status quo. I mean, look at how many ninety plus year old senators there are in the U.S. Senate, and you know, <laughs> they remember aspects of the Depression. Like it's ridiculous. Um, so, I don't know. You and I grew up a little differently because my mom was a stay at home mom. Yeah, and I think one of the things that 
is a misconception people have about that is oh well you know if i build those memories during that time i'll have a tighter bond with my kids in my experience that was not the case i think that's the case i mean for you and your sister i feel like you both don't feel like that was the yeah, case like that you was both not don't the case. go any closer than yeah no if anything we feel i think both you know fairly distant and we had that time and it was beyond even when we were in school you know she was a stay-at-home mom until she didn't have to until she couldn't be anymore mm -hmm. so the idea that you're doing your kids a favor by doing that i think i think it's something that is not a guarantee i'll just put it that way yeah I think there's just a lot of factors involved. It goes back to behind the reason why you're staying at home and mm -hmm. and that's kind of where it all stems from, I feel like. Yeah. Because and if you're staying at home because you just can't afford it, like if it's something that you can do and you don't, both of you don't need to work and you can just stay at home and be with your kids and you want to do it and you love it, then I'm not knocking it. Do what you got to do. Yeah. But if you are kind of forced into staying home because there's like no other option, you can't afford childcare um and you end up saving more money actually with you just being home but it's not maybe what you wanted then i can see that being a problem well you and i have also talked about how we want our kids to have a positive view of work yeah and i think that's very important i think that was an issue that i noticed within my mom growing up is that she just didn't the idea of any sort of work was not like that was frowned upon you know yeah i mean for me it was, i just saw my mom work so hard but there was never really anything to show for it so it's yeah. like why are you working so hard if there's nothing at the end of all of this yeah um and i'm, I'm sure there's more that went into that too but still like that's what i saw and it's like this is you know working very hard for us to still have problems yeah. <laughs> so i don't know what's going on but that's america for you though like i said that's deeper rooted than than just people having to work hard so yeah i i agree i mean america's set up in in that way mm -hmm. and it's very hard to for a two-income household to thrive with multiple kids like us like we've had to be the stay-at-home parent at different times like never exclusively but we've kind of gone back and forth with it um depending on employment at any given time like and some just depending on if we had childcare. Yeah, or if we had childcare. Like care, the most yeah. recent one was because we lost the childcare that we had, and yep. there was too much going on, and I was struggling trying to balance basically being a full time stay at home work from home. Yeah, mom and. I was going crazy. So <laughs> I was working at night because I couldn't actually work during the day, yep. even though I was supposed to be working. <laughs> yep. So it was just, it was just, and I know there's still women doing that and men as well and everyone else in between. Like, I know there are people out there still doing that and, you know, hats off to you. But I, I, I had reached my breaking point where I could no longer balance the two in that way. Yeah. Yeah. Now we were fortunate that we could, make the decision for me to leave mm -hmm. um but i don't know if like that decision was necessarily what all parties wanted but it was what was needed 
at that time. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, the, the months that I had, I think it was a little easier for me because when you work at night, that would be like me trying to work. I'm not a night person. I am a morning person. I am up at 5 a.m. as you all know. And like when I feel like when not not seven, I won't say seven, but when eight p.m. hits, like I'm my body's shutting down. That's your cutoff. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, I agree. I mean, my experience, you know, other than probably being a little bit easier on that front, um, it wasn't as long as yours was. So there's that too. but I don't know. I I respect those who can or have to stay at home and, and raise their kids. Um, but I think, I just think that overall there has to be value derived from other areas of your life. Because when your kids are old enough to go off to school, you know, you have to figure out what to do from there like eventually they're going to leave the nest and i can't even fathom that right now but that's going to be reality in you know a decade and a half so i don't know i feel like i feel like you returning to working in an office has been really good for your mental well-being yeah i mean it's good for me to get some space i i feel like sometimes i feel guilty being like i enjoy going to an office versus working from home but i I do (laughs) like i try not to feel too bad about it like i know that the kids are being well cared for i know that they're safe you know i know that they're perfectly fine and if i have the opportunity to work from an office um outside of the house you know I was going to take it and I did take it and I do enjoy it but I also do miss them like there's like like I said there's that guilt there like oh I should be at home with them but then at the same time like I appreciate being out and working with a team again and like in an office and being able to see people like I don't know like I enjoy the change and I don't I don't fully feel bad for it but I there's a little bit in me like I can feel it every now and then I feel especially like when I can tell they're not doing well with my absence I think I think the thing that has helped is keeping in mind that there is an adjustment period especially with our oldest it took a good solid month which I I think I told you that was like it's gonna take us probably about four or five weeks before everyone gets used to the flow of you know me leaving and coming home later in the day and yeah and I think like they most of everyone have gotten used to it Mm -hmm. um he just like all toddlers he does not like when his routine changes and sometimes there's work on the weekend and (laughs) he's just like hell the fuck there is (laughs) he does not like that um and it doesn't happen often but this just happens to be one of those times of the year for where i work where there's a couple of days where i have to help with things over the weekend um and so that's been interesting but for the most part i feel like everyone has kind of gotten used to it and has adjusted to it yeah Yeah. no i agree with that and i think it's been important for you to establish that identity 
outside of the kids because it is easy as you've said before i think on this podcast oh, in general rough. to to have your identity feel just like yeah a spouse and a caregiver basically. yeah and that's what was happening um yeah. and like you said I, I did talk about that a little bit before like i did not feel like anything else other than a mom and a spouse because mm-hmm. that's all i was doing and that's not what I want. Like, when you want to do that and be those things and only those things, then I'm sure it feels great. But when that's not what you just want, like, that's not the only thing I want to be known for. Yep. Like, it was hard. Yeah. Um, it was a difficult time. And I was just like, okay, I got to figure something out. Um, but I will say, like, I do think I would want to work from home again at some point. But I would like to wait until they're in school. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I want to be able to work from home and still be nice and peaceful. That's the thing. It's, <laughs> it's not peaceful right now. <laughs> working from home with the kids. Much respect they for are, you. So. It's very challenging. Um, there's a lot of, you know, being pulled in a bunch of directions throughout the day. I mean, you know what that's like. You were there. Um, oh, yeah. It's a, it's a lot. It's very... it's it's rough um but like i said i think once they're in school i would probably reconsider you know remote work again yeah Um, but not right now i i need to be out in order to do my job and to do it well Um, but as soon as they're both in some type of school (laughs) yeah i think i would probably be interested in looking into to that again but not right now (laughs) i think i think the best thing about those little bits of time where we've each been the stay-at-home parent is seeing some of the milestones oh yeah seeing the day-to-day development but doing it for you know multiple years or even a year uninterrupted uh the the negative to that is you just lose all sense of self really yeah and that's important you have to feel like you like you have to feel like there's something else you know that you have yeah um so i mean for me like that like i said that was the roughest part of it i enjoyed the time i had with them though like i enjoyed that uninterrupted just time every single day being with them going to do things that we normally wouldn't be able to do and i and i think that sometimes why i feel sad or i miss it or a little bit guilty is because I'll see some of those things popped up that we were doing and realize, oh, we can't do that anymore because mm-hmm. that's meant for a certain population of people who were at home during those times. Yep. And we are no longer that group. <laughs> and so, like, I feel, I think, a little bit bad because I know he enjoyed those things, like going to, like, those little, what do you even call the story times? Like, yeah. that was fun and he enjoyed that. But those are always at, like, 10, 11 o'clock on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Yep. <laughs> you know those things don't happen often on the weekend there's usually some bigger thing on the weekend so there's way more people and that can be overwhelming for toddlers and so you know i do miss those some of those opportunities that you know we took advantage of when i was a full stay-at-home mom full-time stay-at-home mom oh yeah yeah i mean the hope is that we'll get some of that back at some point on the weekends or Oh, yeah. I mean, now that it's, like, fall, like you said, with October comes more, like, I don't know, I feel like in October, like, fall, winter, I feel like there's more things to do, which is weird, because in summer, I feel like you can do pretty much anything, but, like, yeah. I don't like when it's real hot, so no. <laughs> fall and winter is, like, my, my time to do things. Well, actually, fall in the beginning of winter. I don't yeah. like winter when it fully hits. No. I'm like, no, I'm like this. <laughs> um, spring, 
is good but like fall to me it's like ideal because you can just do so much there's like fall fest and all these things happening and you want to be outside and the leaves it's just so nice oh yeah um it's like right before you know that seasonal affect shortage <laughs> so right before we have to deal with that because all of a sudden it's dark at 4 p.m exactly so i like that little bit of time and i think that's why october feels good for a lot of people because it's right before that starts happening oh, you yeah. get to enjoy that crisp air and then you know and then you have the holiday season and then it's dark so <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so I'm sure there'll be more of those things for us to do now that we're getting more adjusted to everything and don't feel like we need the weekends to kind of recoup all of yes. our energy. Um, we'll be able to do some of those things that we were doing during the week. Yes, but. I agree. We'll we'll pack it in. Uh, but yeah, you we have a toddler quote. You were able to go out with him this morning to Lowe's, right? That was really abrupt. Like I didn't even know we were ending that oh. important days. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> I think we ran all the bases. Uh, <laughs> do you want to paint the picture, or should I? Well, just to wrap up. Okay. <laughs> Don't like leaving things like open like that. Just to wrap up. Staying at home, regardless of what role you play in the household, should be a decision made by all of those in the household with the person who's going to do the job most of the time being fully on board. Yeah. Because it is hard. And I do want to say I respect everyone, regardless of how you identify, if you are staying at home with your children. Because... That is a job. It's a full-time job. A full-time job. Don't let anyone tell you it isn't. Yep. And you deserve mad respect because it is not easy. Most of the time you're by yourself and yeah. it's just, it's a grind regardless if you have one child or five, like it's a grind yep. and just respect to you, whoever you are, wherever you are, know that you're awesome and you're doing the best you can and you're doing what you need to do for your family. And I hope that you engage in some self-care. Yes. Yeah. Yes to all of that. Okay. Now we can transition. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm just excited about this because I found it funny. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So we were doing those things that I mentioned, you know, since it's fall want to do all the lovely things on the weekend and so i was like let's go get some pumpkins Pumpkin. but of course the farm i wanted to go to is closed <laughs> on sunday so we didn't get to go there but we are gonna go so we went to lowe's because i'm like they have to have things right and we walk in and i was just like whoa it's Christmas trees. <laughs> this is October 1st. So I'm a little confused. <laughs> so we see the Christmas stuff and like we kind of just walk past it at first because our oldest like has this when we go into Lowe's, he has to go to the little kitchens and open drawers. every single drawer before I can do anything that I'm actually there to do. So we go to those, come back and, and we get ready to go to like the garden center area where I know everything is. We have to go through the trees, all the Christmas trees and decorations that they already have up on October 1st. <laughs> we're going through and he's just looking he's just looking at every single tree and he comes to this one tree it's like a nine foot tree and i look at him and go buddy buddy that's too big for our house and then he looks at me he goes 
we get a bigger house. (laughs) 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 And then it's just like, if only... If only it were that easy. We were just, and then what did he say to you? Because we told you the story. And you go, do you have $300,000 for a bigger house? He goes, yeah. Yes. Yes. I do. (laughs) (laughs) A bold child. (laughs) Get a bigger house. Get a bigger house. (laughs) Solution if your tree's too big. (laughs) You just get a bigger house. house. (laughs) Not a smaller tree. (laughs) <laughs> Standard. Oh, uh, well, that is <laughs> us for this week, everybody. Uh, we'll be back next week. Yeah. Have a great week, everybody. Take care. <laughs>